You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. It is your boy, Evan Klosky. And we love having him on the program, as do our listeners. We are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other podcasting platforms. We're also on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Voice memos preferred. Uh, Evan, the Rays are coming off an off day and have a four game series doubleheader on Saturday against the Boston Red Sox who yeah, as a, that's recording, a new one. Yeah. As of this recording they are last in the AL East which probably still means they're a decent enough team. Um but I want to get your thoughts before we get into this series a little bit. Your general synopsis of the Rays month of May. They go 17 and 12. They become the first team to win 40 games in the 2023 campaign. And I still see a lot of uh, boo-hooers around and I don't get it. Uh, I, I agree with you. And, and I think the best way to put this in perspective is on April 30th. Let me pull this up because I pulled it today for TV. April 30th, the Rays were 23 and six, which Understandably so. It's pretty crazy. Uh, they were three and a half games up on Baltimore, four and a half games up on Toronto, and then eight and eight with the Yankees and Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Now let's zip to May 31st, and they actually gained a half a game. So yeah. four games on Baltimore, six games on the Yankees now. The Yankees gained two games. They're the only team in the division to gain on the Rays. And the Blue Jays and Red Sox are now at 10 and 10 and a half, respectively. So I think fans, look, the bullpen's an issue. We get it. And to their credit, they wiggled out of crazy damage on uh, on Wednesday in Chicago. But you know, I think that was just more of a regression to the mean on some of the ones they've blown in the past. That's what I'm telling you sometimes is like, you're going to win one where you shouldn't have won one. And mm-hmm. Wednesday was a classic example. The race had no business winning that. Now <laughs> I would argue that on Tuesday, they should have won that game and got very unlucky, but I get it. The, the, the lack of high leverage, dependable guys is a bit concerning. It seems like Jason Adam has, has figured it out though you know, a walk and a hit kind of creep around there. But as long as he has a strikeout pitch, um, I think we're all cool with him there. So it's not like the team's perfect. And I get it. Fans want to want to poke holes in that. But they are good. They are they are so good. And I think some forget that May was going to be their hardest month of the year. And they got out of it five games north of 500. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't think anything's going to be as cushy as what April was as far as the schedule is concerned. But, you know, entering June, you got you got four games against Oakland. You have a home a home series against the Royals. That's also four games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe the, the Padres right now, this is a great time to play them. They're not hitting on all cylinders. Uh, you know, the, the 
the really the the kind of the ones that you're circling on uh, is one you want to take care of Boston, who who I believe this entire month is the only time they play within. A, oh no, they got Baltimore oh, yeah. for two games. They got Baltimore yeah. for two games. So you're gonna circle circle the the divisional matchups. You got Baltimore coming home. You want to at least just split that thing, um, and then you know. Um, Probably the, the second week of June is the toughest uh, hosting the Twins in Texas, but at least you're home in a place where you're like fighting history of how many games you're going to win this year um, in your home ballpark. So, you know, that's that's what I was saying last week with I believe they were going to pull two or three against the Dodgers just because they're a great home team and they figure it out. That was a crazy series. That's that's what you hope for, honestly, as a baseball fan. And um, yeah, back to your point, Kev, I mean. Don't complain. It's just, it's not always going to be perfect. It's not, not always going to be 13 and 0. I don't know what to tell right. you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I think honestly the fandom, uh, and, and we said this when we, when, when it was happening, enjoy it, but just know that, you know, the L's are going to come and, you know, people get used to just winning. And so sometimes fans get a little bit irrational. Now, like you said, 17 and 12 in May, five over 500. This team has great base running, has tremendous defense, Great starting pitching, an amazing <laughs> offense. defense outside of like three plays in Chicago, by the way. Yeah, I don't know the, the Chicago series does have a little bit of an asterisk. The really weird all not, across. It was a little bit of a weird series. But yeah. regardless, the only category uh, of the, the, that is not really hitting in all cylinders is the bullpen. And everybody's blaming the bullpen, the bullpen, the bullpen. And we get it. It is a flaw. It is definitely a flaw. It is definitely a weakness. But having said that, with a very glaring weakness, you still went 17 and 12. It's 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 really amazing in, in your toughest month. And and you went 17 and 12, and you know, arguably two of those games you gave away. Probably should have been nine. So I mean, 17-12 is excellent in the stretch, and you probably should have been 19 and 10. So I mean, again, what's the longest winning streak that the, the sorry, what's the longest losing streak that the Rays have had this season? Two. Two games, yeah. Two games. Their worst stretch is probably losing four or five, um, and and jumble that up with uh, losing what six of nine. Yeah. So I mean, that's what we're looking at right now. They, what people have to also understand is because of that start that they had, they don't have to play. They don't need to chase the freaking O one Mariners here. They just yeah. need to like maintain their distance. Don't crumble. Don't crash. And this team is just doing what they have to do to salvage a series, win one of three, take two of three, split down the middle. I mean, they're doing what they have to do to give themselves a little bit of a cushion. And that's why I say, you know, circle Boston, circle Baltimore, but more so Baltimore. When you have those matchups, you got to at least solidify ground. You can't lose the ground. And, um, you know, it's going to be um, – as I told you, you know, and a team like Baltimore that you're staring at, they have a, a long road trip coming at the back end of this year. That's going to be a tough one, even if they pull ahead of the Rays. To me, um, you know, the Rays got through their their kind of their hellish road trip, and um, they're they're kind of sitting in a good spot. There's still a lot, a lot of baseball to play. 
you you said circling Boston, the Rays are going to play them for four games in three days. First of all, the first question is, how do you feel about that little doubleheader on Saturday? And number two, the Red Sox are scuffling. I believe there are four and seven before Thursday's game. They got mm-hmm. swept by the Angels. Yeah. They lost the Cincinnati series. As we're recording this, they're on the seventh, in the bottom of the seventh, and it's still tied 1-1. So they could get swept by the Reds in Fenway. So what do you expect? That's my second question. And, what do you let, let me, and the, the Red Sox just pulled ahead 2-1. to one. Yeah, let me, oh, let me add go. to that real quick just as a little addendum. I think Chris Sale had to exit the game that is going on right now Corey Kluber is on the 60 day uh IL if i recall mm. their their offense is solid well-rounded balanced their pitching their starting pitching is struggling again ERAs that look like credit scores out there and their defense uh they've got the fifth most errors in baseball so offense good pitching bad defense bad take it away evan yeah i mean you know First off, the the Rays will see Whitlock, who, uh, if I remember correctly, is one of those uh, pain in the sides for Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, just like similarly to uh, Nick Pavetta, whenever he pitches against the Rays, like I don't know why this guy uh, yeah. is doing what he's doing. You know, but you're right. The starting pitching's an issue. Look, um, entering the the Cubs series, the Cubs were were trash. They were also on a similar like they lost seven of nine. I think they also got swept by Cincinnati. And then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, to be fair, the, the Cubs couldn't hit for anything. They right. Just, neither could the Rays. Uh, um, but first off about the doubleheader, I actually love it. I think it's, you know, they, the Red Sox are one of three teams, which essentially is one of six teams, uh, because the opponent you have to play has got to be a part of that that are experimenting this idea that instead of having the wraparound game on Monday, which is the way that the schedule was originally outlined, they were going to be a, uh, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday series. Mm-hmm. They said, screw that. Let's do a true doubleheader, which is the first time they're having one since the seventies, I believe in Boston, mm-hmm. a, a scheduled one that is. And let's just, build in an off day for us, an off day that we wouldn't normally have. So yeah, Saturday is going to be taxing on the players. You have to manage your staff. You have to call up somebody. I think that's probably the the weird spot, but um, I think from a rest standpoint, from a travel standpoint, right? Like, you know, the Rays don't have to play in Boston on Monday and then come back to the trop and play Minnesota on Tuesday, they get to really kind of get back in sync in their schedule a little bit. And I, I would imagine the players would prefer landing Sunday night in Tampa or St. Pete and having that Monday to kind of decompress. So I'm for that. Like, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to hate it on Monday when I want to watch baseball. But, you know, on Saturday, I'll be highly entertained. And I, I think that's probably best for the players I would argue that's best for the Rays, a team that with with extraordinary depth does well in a doubleheader situation. Not a lot of people can always double dip. You got to go into deeper parts of your staff. You'd have to call up a 27th player. We imagine that's probably going to be a Cooper Criswell or somebody to start that other matchup. So, you know, they're not really scraping the barrel here. These are guys we've seen already multiple times throughout the season. Um, But, yeah, I mean – Right, like two minimum. I, I'm not somebody who 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 needs 
the Rays to do more than uh, what they have to on the road. And for me, you have to split against the Red Sox minimum. Would love three. I think three is ideal. Yeah. Two you accept. One is unacceptable. A sweep is oh. yikes. <laughs> I tell you, if the Rays only win one against the Red Sox, Twitter might shut down with Rays mm-hmm. fandom just yeah. losing their freaking minds for yeah. one yeah. reason or another. So, yeah. I mean, you know, like the, Even the if Rays, they split. And that's the thing. There's, you know, I don't like looking at the standings, but luckily when the Rays kind of hit a little bit of the rough patch, so did Baltimore to an extent. Um, I think they like lost four straight or something like that. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. But, you know, Baltimore, for example, they got to fly out to, I think, san francisco and then fly to milwaukee like that's their road trip that's a crappy road trip yeah that sucks that's a stupid road trip for an east coast team to fly all that way to go west to go pacific time the central time to back at home that's that's woof so i mean i don't i don't envy that situation for them no i i don't envy that either and you know what if if i were to envy something it would be somebody that is using game time to get Mm -hmm. their tickets to a concert to a comedy show, maybe theater. Evan, are you a theater guy? When in Rome, of course. Of course, of course. Why Why wouldn't you be? So today, you can be next to Evan at a, at a theater near you. Because you can pay you, for me. Exactly. You can do that too. And using Game Time, which is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy. You buy the tickets in a matter of seconds, and they're sent directly to your phone. So today get the tickets without the stress using game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off that's locked on mlb for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed All right, uh, we've got a mailbag question, something that we're trying to introduce more on the Evan Klosky episodes, Hmm. just to get his take on some of these. Uh, This from Sergio. He says, hey, guys, I went to the last two games of the series at Wrigley Field. Mixed emotions from the last two games. My specific question or comment, while I didn't see him pitch in person for Monday's game, I was really impressed with the outing from Joe LaSorsa. What are your thoughts from his relief outing on Monday? I want to see him high leverage situations soon. The bullpen was way too shaky on Tuesday and Wednesday and could need a fresh look. It's a designated for assignment dumpster fire right now. Thank you, Sergio. Ray's fan from Chicago. Well, Sergio, I'm sorry that you have to live in uh chicago um uh, come come to florida it's, it's way better chicago's uh, a beautiful city by the way nothing again i love chicago. yeah 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 they're all their politicians are full of hot air but yeah exactly that's where the the city got its nickname windy city people think it's because of the weather it's because of the is the it goofy politicians oh my goodness who would have ever thought about maybe it has a double locked, double locked double on homage. politics with kevin weiss i can't wait for that one. <laughs> oh, you no, not not stepping on that one regardless uh, uh to sergio's point joe lasorsa season yeah so a few thoughts one love love lasorsa myself a guy that really thrived in kind of that world baseball classic environment uh and 
worked his way up very quickly through this system, started, you know, went from WBC to double A to triple A to the majors. Um, don't get upset when LaSource is probably sent down for Sean Armstrong. <laughs> so uh, your enjoyment might be short lived. He's probably the, the easiest roster move to make um, to, to bring Armstrong back up. Um, having said that, he still is kind of a lefty specialist. So I want to ease into that. It was really cool watching him. Classic Rays, funky sidewinder type. Uh, incredible horizontal movement, which means he's hell for lefties. It made sense to bring up a guy like that against a Cubs lineup that boasts a lot of lefties. That's not a coincidence. There's a reason right. why they carried four lefties entering that series. Kevin Cash was well, well in his stable as far as whatever they were going to present. Um, I don't know about high leverage. Let's not crown the guy after two innings against a Cubs team that is very much in the, the deepest part of uh, a hitting slump, but I'm encouraged. I, 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 again, my number one thing with the bullpen is patience. You know, you have to be able to ride these guys out for as long as you can before you ship them off. Um, and, and, you know, look, Ryan Thompson, they're trying to fix some of his things down in AAA. You know, he'll be back. Um, it's crazy to me that Trevor Kelly ever gives up a run because of the his motion is just so wacky. And it feels like his ball just dances and then just one floats right down the middle and then it's like pop. But there is uh, – yeah, I mean – I don't know what else is kind of like out there. I don't really want to thrust youngsters into roles that I think are a little bit above their heads. You know, you're going to love Lasorsa right now. What happens in an eighth inning scenario where he comes in and blows the lead completely? I bet you won't be saying all these positive things about him. But you you won't know until you try. I I I I I know where you're coming from, but I I take the 180 on this because. This is a guy, like you said, is coming from the World Baseball Classic. We saw him succeed there, go from double A to triple A to the majors. Funky delivery. I love that. There's something about the moment, the confidence that anything, that something prior can build to your future. And I feel like this is the moment for him that he has been building a lot of confidence throughout 2023. I love that you said he's a lefty specialist because it, when I tell you that these, these names, Verdugo, Devers, Yoshida, Cassis, lefty, 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 lefty. And when you say Sean Armstrong is coming back up, hey, guess what? Why bring why bring down a lefty for a righty when you can do the other name that you said, Trevor Kelly, put him down a righty for a righty for Sean Armstrong. So that yeah, and there, there will be that tinkering. And uh, I mean, I do want to say that that Armstrong has to come off the sixty day. So. They also have to take somebody off the True. roster completely. Who that is going to be mm -hmm. is um, is going to be a bit interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very curious how they're going to handle that. Are they going to be willing to allow Ben Heller to possibly float out there and maybe sift through waivers? Um, mm. You know, uh you know, I, I, I mean, could some of this all have been mitigated by not trading Brooks Rayleigh in December. Maybe, uh, maybe, 
I, I think there's a little bit of um, I, I think about that move and wonder if there was a little bit. And I, I, I don't use arrogance in the very little the literal term of it, but a little bit of we find relief pitchers wherever the Mets were desperate. A little for a hubris, lefty. if you will. Hubris <laughs> is a good word. Hubris. hubris. We don't. I think it, we I, don't care. Yeah, we don't care what their name is or what they're getting paid or how much experience they have. We can make them good. Look, relief pitchers are very volatile and who's to say that Brooks Raley is going to be amazing this year versus, right. you know, that he maybe takes a step back, whatever their stuff is telling them. And if a team is willing to overpay for him, they might just say, go ahead. We got some people in here. We're totally cool with, and doesn't really work out the way that you think it's going to work out. Um, so yeah, there, there certainly is. Um, I, I do want to say there, there certainly is a tough decision there. I would imagine that they are going to um, take a, take a pitcher off Zach. The, the forty the forty man. It it, it could be Zach Latell. I would say Latell is probably an option. I don't know how that works with the fifteen day IL thing, um, but it's it's going to be. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough decision for them. I, yeah. You know, for me, I would say the 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 easiest solution might be uh, like a Ben Heller. You know, I mean, I don't think you lose anything by taking Ben Heller off the 40, man. If somebody wants to scoop him up, that's tough noogies. I like Ben Heller a lot. I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, what, what else do you do? Has to go. That's what you're yeah, saying. You're not going you're not gonna to just – let like Bruhan go. You, there's no point taking somebody from from the hitting side, in my opinion, off off the forty man. Um, yeah, I you know. So I just um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, I'll tell you what what Lasorsa has working in his favor, and if you get a chance, watch some of his workout videos and hype videos on YouTube. They are kind of a treat to watch, but he does have the look of six foot five 215 pounds brings some fire some intensity staring down at you he looks like he's been there done that before so it's kind of sort of the battle of of you know that relief role if you will so yeah for him i am a i am a little bit worried like what was his his fastball um you're not saying he's a he's a. Well, I guess he throws like a, like baller, a but just his, his uh, yeah, facial. I mean, he has a he has a sinker that runs at at 87 miles per hour. He's got a changeup at like 83, 82, 83, and he's got the slider for 75. And um, you know everything worked in his favor. Uh, I I would say the the hard contact was was there. There's just I mean it's such a small sample size. I don't know. I'm just we can't say I, anything I, after two innings. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, I am a Joe Lasorsa fan. I'm just wondering how confident I am on him working through lefties and righties consistently, or is he a guy like they're using Jake Diekman right now mm-hmm. of come in get the one out on the lefty, please get this out on the lefty. And figure it out, but you know, yeah. he's got a lot more power. Uh, as long as he can throw it in the dang strike zone, he's—I mean, he's well, pretty darn good. 
Well, you know what I want to figure out, uh, Evan? I want to figure out baseball trivia that Kevin has prepared for us. And he's been amping it the whole damn day through text messages saying that he's got a tremendous trivia question. So I'm ready, Kevin. I have. Let's go. You have no idea. Um, of course, the Rays are playing the Red Sox over the course of this weekend. And I was a little taken aback at how easily you all handled the last trivia question that I put forward. So I'm hopefully going to make it a little bit more difficult. Um, we remember 2008, right? How yeah. good the Rays were, finally. Took them uh, 10, 11 years to get there, but they eventually got there. Um, if I recall, the, the Red Sox were pretty decent that year, or they had a lot of all-star selections that year, um, and it is all-star voting season. I'm sure that'll be a topic that uh, we dive into with Evan at some point, is how many selections the Rays will get in 2023 with them yeah. being the best team in baseball. Right now it's four. And who are they? It'll be Wander, Yandi, Shane, and Randy. Okay. Yep. I, my guess is someone's going to get snubbed and it's going to be like three and everyone's going to be pissed off. But I think it's going to be like, yeah, three or two. I, right? You know, and, and to me, that, that's four with like Josh Lowe getting snubbed right now. Yep. But, you know, okay. another Back to the topic. Yeah. Uh, in 2008, mm -hmm. the Red Sox had six all-star selections. I want you all collectively to name five of those six names. Oh, we got this. Okay. I'm assuming Manny. Last name? Ramirez. And you said Manny, not Hanley, right? I said Ma Manny. Manny Ramirez is correct. He's uh, trying to screw with me right there. Yeah, right. Uh, David El Papi Ortiz. That would be a strike one. He made the 2007 team, the 2016, the 2010 team, and a lot more in between, okay. but okay. not that year. Okay. Schilling? Um, Was he on that team? Kurt Schilling, who should be in the Hall of Fame, strike two. Not an all-star in 2008. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 yeah, wait. You wait, all wait. need to hunker down. You know, you need to choke up on the bat a little bit. Yeah, start let's, let's... balance some balls off. Let's not turn this into a Brandon Lau down on three straight pitches situation. <laughs> I sadly, like, like, I sadly, like, Johnny Damon's popping in my head. Okay, okay, let's think. Okay, so uh, catcher, Veritech. Uh, so... I wonder if, was that the... I feel like Veritech didn't have many all-stars, but, but I feel like that would have been... Coco, Coco Crisp was in that team. Um, Don Casey was in that team. Gabe Kapler was in that team. Who was the shortstop? I feel like I feel like Veritex, right? I think Veritech would be one of them. Let's let's go with let's go with Veritech. Let's Jason Veritech, 2008, was an All Star. Very good. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Mike Lowell, Mike Lowell. Oh, was that his big year? Was that, was that it? Right? The he would be the third baseman. There would be, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think of another third baseman in a way. I'm trying to think who the, who the, well, I mean, Pedro? No, no, I think he was, he was already gone by then. I don't know. I like Mike Lowell, man. All right, go Mike Lowell. Let's go Mike Lowell. Uh, Mike Lowell. 
2008. Let's see. He was an all-star in 2007. Was he an all-star in 2008? No, he was not an all-star in 2008. You... Was, was, was Pedro one of them? Last name, who's Pedro? Martinez. Oh, Pedro Martinez. Okay. Uh, no, he was not. Let okay. me run through the list here. You're out yeah. of strikes. All right. Can't what is back it? to the batter's box. What is it? Um, Manny Ramirez, Jason Veritek, J.D. Drew, the legend. Get out of here. Kevin Euclid. Ah, Euclid. Somebody named Jonathan Papelbon. And Jose Altuve before Jose Altuve. Oh, the Pedroia. Dustin Pedroia. Yeah, yeah. Pedroia we should have gotten. Pedroia yeah, yeah, was bad. That was, that was bad. That Pedroia was bad. Was bad. Uh, yeah. Actually, Eucharist, all of them. We should have gotten yeah. them. I, I don't think uh, I don't think Euclid would have been high on my list. I would have said like, ah, Euclid, nah. I, I would have never guessed that Euclid was an all-star. But... You should have gotten more than two. You we should have gotten more than two. Pedroia, for sure, we should have gotten. And I would think Papelbon. Yeah, I mean, I was, I actually was thinking who the closer was then. Well, you know what? We are thinking around, uh, uh, along the same lines because I also went to the 2000, uh, well, no, not the 2008. I went to the 2004 Boston Red Sox, and I saw a guy who played... 49 games gets traded midseason and guess what makes history and gets a world series ring his name is doug mankovich what is his doug mankovich oh my yes. god what is his career war according You're... to baseball reference he's really tough because he was like you know you know it's first baseman don't really have like fielding metrics that bring them up but i feel like his peak he was a phenomenal fielder um, like Keith Hernandez esque. Um, not as long as Keith did it. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna undersell this one too, and I know it. I don't know. Um, twenty-one point two. Twenty-one point two. Kevin. Dugman Kavich. Uh, you know what? You think I need Perry? I need some Perry. Uh, Get some Perry in your life. Don't okay. tell him, don't don't ask him. Don't ask him though. Okay. Don't Come ask on, him. Don't let, don't All right, him. let's go. Here don't we go. Eat. Oh, it's actually. Oh, Perry. it's the real. It's the <laughs> it's real the one. Perry. <laughs> I have the fake one too. There we go. And the fake thing. one. There you go. What do you think, Perry? Um, Dugman Kavich. All right, yeah. let's use our thinking caps here. Okay. Uh, probably played at least a decade in the league. Um, I think a majority of his career was with the Minnesota Twinkies. Um, I'm getting some James Loney career stat vibes from Minkavich. Um, probably a 280 career hitter, a couple of gold gloves to his name. I don't think he got to 200 career home runs, probably more like 170, 180. I'm going to go lower than Evan on this and say his career war is 19 and a half. Well, boys, 21.2, 19.5. You guys love Dougie. Dougie, Doug, Doug, Doug. Because Doug Minkavich 
career war, according to baseball references, 11.8. Yes, mm. he won a World Series ring in 2012 years. He played 12 years, got one gold glove, not 150 no, uh, home runs. He got 66 home runs. Really? And his career slash line was a 271 average, 360 on base, 405 slugging. He got MVP votes in 2001. Well, you know, in, at 14th. And uh, 765 OPS and an OPS plus of 100, 100 OPS plus. So wow. guess what? He got his career, got his ring. Good for him. You know what's interesting? What? Is in I'm now looking him up. Uh, in 3,800 plus at bats, mm -hmm. he only struck out 472 times. Wow, that, is, that good good. He never eye. struck he never struck out more than one hundred times. He only struck out more than seventy-five. Oh wait. No oh I'm looking at the wrong cow. He only struck out more than more than seventy once. Wow. So he's like a Tony Gwynn. He's like he's like Tony yeah. Gwynn. Except he's not. He is Tony Gwynn. <laughs> well, he's a very He's, he's a poor he's like he's a poor man's like Four almost clone, man. but not quite Tony Gwynn. Multiply his war by like seven, and you're there. <laughs> there you go. And you got, and guess what? You got Gwynn. Yeah, you got Gwynn. Yeah. All right. Oh good. boy. Yeah. No. Okay. Um. I. It, well, one thing he had going for him, you couldn't fit his last name on the back of his jersey. That's for sure. I'll give you. I'll give anyone. Uh, I'll, I'll give you ten dollars if you can spell Mankavich, Kevin, because you've been staring at Ulysses. Yeah, I've been right, well, at I've got it, it up on Baseball Reference. Oh, so, so you're looking? No, 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 you don't no, get no, 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 You're no, no, out. No, 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 no. All good. Perry Spellman. <laughs> Dude, if Perry does this, we quit the podcast and we go on tour with Perry. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Evan. Where can people find your work? Uh, you can check me out at Twitter at Ekloski WTSP. I'm always posting some. Raise tidbit a day. Uh, also, please head to 10tampabay.com. Talking Rays. You know, it's Bucks OTA season. So every Tuesday I'm running out there. Um, and then it's lightning off season. We usually talk about them. But Rowdies are hot. Um, SEC, they refuse to play nine games in conference because, you know, they're scared. So we talk about all that stuff. And uh, But, yeah, hit me up. Please interact uh, with me on Twitter. Love, uh, love talking baseball, as you can tell from, from my appearances. So uh, as long as you're not a jerk, let it rip. I'll respond. Uh, that should be your tagline. As long as you're not a jerk. As I love that tagline. As long as you're not a jerk. Because there's some jerks out there they don't respond to. There's a lot of jerks out there. There's a lot of jerks. Yeah. Yeah, there's some, there's uh, a lot of jerks. Um, yeah. Okay. Quick question. Who wins the NBA Finals? Oh. Nuggies. Denver. No way. Heat and five. Let's go. Mm, no, it's going to be Nuggets. Oh, Jimmy Butler's going to put the whole team, the whole state of Florida on his shoulders. Let's go. Lame. I'm in. All right. Kevin? No, no Kevin? What's oh, got to go. Got to go with the Florida boys. Miami Heat all the way. Let's go. Okay. Let's I guess go. I'm the only one that's objective here. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah. All right. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next week.